Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 303. This is Russ, and joining with me again is Aaron Newworth, Richard Chubshield Sheldon, Jim Dietz, and Daryl, Dr. Current Taylor. Pass that whiskey, buddy. Yeah. Episode 303. We're getting... A lot of whiskey drinking this episode. Yes, a lot of whiskey. A lot of expensive whiskey drinking this episode. Yeah. Wish I had some. I'm not a... I'm not a liquor guy. Mm, ditto. I'm a beer. I'm a beer guy. <laughs> yeah. I almost rather cook with it than drink it because I like the flavors in it, but I'm not really into. Yeah, drinking. I'm the same yeah. way. I, I'm yeah. with you on the beer. Yeah. I like a rum cake. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I won't turn it down. Good. Uh, nice uh, Irish whiskey pu- uh, bread pudding is sure. delicious. We used to make that for St. Patrick's sure. Day. Actually. Or a nice Irish whiskey in a glass. In this beef stew, but that's beer, yeah. uh, or Irish. Uh, or, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, a lot of whiskey. This it's beer. It's more of a stout ale. Yeah. You're anyway. a stout ale, Chubbs. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not here to talk about beer. We are kind of here to talk about whiskey, um, but we are here to talk about one more. Uh, the latest episode of The Walking Dead, season ten. Um, but we do have a bit of news. And this was uh, a breaking breaking news, uh, or breaking news to us. I guess it's been on the internet for a couple of days, but not to me. I'm the one that told you. Yeah, breaking breaking courtesy of Jim Dietz. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hot from my news desk. That's right. Um, I'm wearing I'm wearing a hat with a little press tag in it right, right. now. And I'm talking on an old tiny hey. phone and smoking a cigar. Give me a copy, boy. I want. We got a yeah, season eleven Commonwealth trailer. It's called. It's basically a shot of cake uh, interspersed with a lot of photos. A nice looking cake. And let me tell you something. I I actually was considering bowing out of Walking Dead after season ten season done. I really was, but now now they got. <laughs> well, I had now, to put you in on this, Chubb. You are our cake and analysis specialist here, so. Yeah, it it looked pretty good. I'm I'm guessing the interior was a chocolate cake, maybe, maybe a red velvet. I would like it to have been red velvet. Red. Velvet. Now, what's your take on the icing? You think buttercream? You think uh, sour cream? What are we looking at? It looked more like a buttercream, but I'm hoping it wasn't because I'm not as big a fan of buttercream as I like more of a whipped icing. But um, I could go either way. Now, the chocolate shavings and the cherry could that. Be a black forest cake. Mm. Oh, it could be. That's, that's kind of that changes everything. That, game that, changer. Wow. Game changer. Forgot about the cherry. The cherry is important. That the is shaved chocolate and the cherry. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I I could definitely do the black forest thing. Definitely, I need a big giant glass of ice cold milk to go with it, though. Oh, naturally, naturally. Oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> 
You can have some almond say, milk. Should we there. get you some almond milk? Oh, okay. Because we do the other thing. We're gonna have a hard maybe a, maybe a oat, maybe some oat milk. Well, actually, I generally drink almond milk, but when it comes to chocolate cake or anything like that, it's got to be moo juice. It's got to be from the cow. Here's my other question: Who baked the cake? Is it Carol? Nah. Nah, I didn't want it if it was Carol because there ain't no telling what she hid in that. Carol cake. don't bake no cake. I mean, it is. It's it's very specifically called Commonwealth teasers, so I'd assume it was somebody in the Commonwealth would be my guess. What? Maybe, could be. Maybe like a welcoming part, a welcoming gift for you know Carol's baked po- possible guests. <laughs> Maybe it's Eugene. Uh, I'm trying to remember in the comics when they got to the Commonwealth. Wasn't the woman that Eugene was talking to? When he got there, wasn't she something with a bakery or something? Princess? I don't know. Not princess. No, 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 no. The woman that Eugene's talking to over the radio. Oh, right. The one on the phone. On the radio, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just, I'm I'm remembering something about a bakery. I do remember that Julia Ormond's character on Fear the Walking Dead had a very nice kitchen. Yes. Mm. Capable of making such a cake. So. Well, this has been the Walking Dead TV podcast for Empty Chat. Big take. Uh, good show, guys. <laughs> cake, cake, the cake. secret is, cake, of course, the secret is, there is no cake. No. Cake, is, the cake a lie. is a lie. <laughs> you know what the secret is. The cake is a lie. For all you portal fans out there. a lie. Appreciate that. Just like with uh, what's the cake, let's get to one, one more. more. Uh, so this is a Gabriel and Aaron uh Focused episode. I, am I so? As I was watching the first half of this episode, did you mm-hmm. guys feel like they were definitely going for some very stylish, stylistic um, choices on the cinematography? Are you referring yeah. to the blood uh, on the flowers? Grasshopper. A. Yes. I thought it was nice. But it was a little over the top. And somebody's seen some samurai movies. That's all. Yeah, and then the door. You know, the thing with the door, where it's like, okay, they're they're filming through the door, and the door's blowing in the wind, and you know, then of course we find right. that there's no house there. But then, like Aaron's looking in the window, and it's like they really make a point of showing his reflection. I don't know. It just it seemed like it was like all of these, um, very stylistic uh, camera choices mm-hmm. with this episode that I haven't noticed with uh, with some of the others. Uh, the other thing I... Well, would you I, rather... Here's the I, thing. Hold I, on. Hold on, though. Real quick. I'm sorry. Russ, would you rather have an episode... Uh, this one was directed by Laura Belson, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, would you rather have an episode that took more like visual chances and more did more interesting things and you know even if they don't like always hit the mark or always look cool or would you rather just have like a boilerplate straight ahead plot driven? No, no, no. I... I uh, no, I'm 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 much more like Aaron and I have talked about this before. Like, even if it doesn't work for me, I applaud when a director kind of takes chances with with doing things outside the box. Yeah, um, I do too. I, 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 I appreciate it. I, I completely agree, and that's. I mean, I'm. This is my favorite one of these so far, as far as this bonus round yeah. of episodes go. And part, part of my part, part of my part of my issue is. 
with, with you know this set is this feels like well we have to we're doing these six bonus things this could be a chance for us to like really break off from what we normally do and just give something different whether it's how we choose to you know what perspective we're taking or just a general format of the show and it hasn't done that like this is the closest by by nature more of the production requirements due to covid as yeah. opposed to you know what what seems like a writing process let's really break this thing wide open since we have six new episodes but like yeah i completely prefer something that's you know choosing a more avant-garde route for the walking dead i would sure. i wouldn't say it's a, it's a it's all that excessive by comparison to i don't know whatever legion or something but like it, it's still, yeah i mean it has some yeah. neat choices i think from a cinematography standpoint that i appreciate it Daryl will be happy to know uh, that uh, Laura Belson, uh, Belsey uh, directed Criminal Minds before. Hey, I knew I saw something familiar in this. One <laughs> <laughs> of those walkers looked like Joe Mantegna. <laughs> so unsub. Yes. But I, I, I think of, I, I agree totally, Aaron. This has been my favorite of this, you know, three of this, like, you know, whatever, half, you know, pocket season, whatever you want to call it. And I also think. Uh, I, honestly, I'm not slamming the other performance, but this I think it's been the best written and best uh, acted of the three too. Because um, I really like I really like what Seth Gilliam and Ross Marquand are doing yeah. here. Uh, it really it really worked for me through the whole episode. A very very few places it stumbled for me. Uh, again, like you said, this is definitely the best of those three so far. Especially Aaron's facial expressions. I love them every time they have to. I agree. Kill yeah. Somebody. Uh-huh. That yeah. Was amazing. I was like, whoa. I think part of it's because they're you know they're not the main cast. It's not Daryl yeah. and Carol and Maggie. Right. It's people. Right. It's you know Gabriel and Aaron. People that like we know well enough, but yeah, we don't really focus on them all that often. And we do. It's more plot driven than character driven. So getting a chance to like delve into where these guys are at, specifically Gabriel. Um, yeah, it is. It's beneficial to have. That's what I you know. That's what I think we figured these were going to be more like focused on these characters yeah. as opposed to the main yeah, right. you know the more the more right. featured players. So. Agree. I thought I was going to be like that too. Yeah, but I also agree too. This has been my favorite of this portion of the season. Um, cinematography was interesting. There were some interesting shots that I thought could have not been there, but not a big deal. But I mean, overall, it was a lot of good, strong character moments, a lot of good dialogue, well written dialogue. Um, you know, not only did we get Robert Patrick once, we got him twice. I mean... Get to that. The T-1000's got around, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just upset that we won't have him in another episode. Yeah. Uh, he's oh, hey, spoiler for later on. <laughs> Jeez. Real, <laughs> real, quick before we get to the meet, real quick before we get to the meat of the show, you want to know why Robert Patrick was on The Walking Dead? I, I looked into this a bit. Inquiring uh, minds want to know. Yeah, yeah, he been a huge fan of the show for one thing but also he's good friends with Gail Ann Hurd because oh, sure. the Terminator series he's also he's, fr- he's friends with Lori, Lori Holden and and what and Scott Wilson and he lives in Atlanta so he was basically just like a hop skip and a jump oh nice <laughs> like, yeah sure I love this show Sweet, I love this show jump on. <laughs> that's great we've talked a lot in this half season that obviously the visuals or the, the storytelling style has um has has had to to find creative ways to do things because of COVID, obviously. Um, whereas I, I think if if we weren't in a COVID situation and they were having to film, I think some of these choices with not showing as many zombies 
actively, even though they're in the middle of fighting them, we would probably question is like, oh, are they cheapening on the budget or whatever? But it, knowing knowing that that's the kind of the, the pretense they were under in filming, it, I, I, I like that they're doing interesting things to overcome that. And so, you know, when, when, when I mentioned earlier about the stylistic choices with the shots, the whole thing with the blood um, as a way to kind of cut away, you know, when, when they're, you know, clearing out that, that grouping, and then they just kind of show the aftermath, which obviously if, if you just have a bunch of, um, you know, quote unquote bodies laying around, they don't need to be real people or anything like that. So it's easy to kind of, to, uh, no, but anyway, I, I appreciate that they're finding unique ways to portray the limitations of the filming. And so again, that kind of ties into, I think some of the stylistic choices they made with the cinematography at the, especially at the beginning, like the first third of the episode, I would say. So, so again, I, I, plus, I, I, plus, I mean, it helps. They found a lot of like tableaus, you know what I mean? They kept finding like, uh, like charred remains yes. or like remains, like they kind of like yeah. tell the story. It almost reminded me of sometimes in a video game where you pick up the audio log or you try to figure out what's going on from the, what's left behind. You yeah. Know what I mean, one of the things I, I like, no, go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. I like, I like, I, I, sorry. I liked when the um, they set off that alarm clock bomb and all the bodies stood up conveniently six feet apart from each other. That was. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> and they were wearing masks. It was crazy. Yes. <laughs> what if they were? <laughs> no, I didn't get know how they did that. And they're really, like the really fun masks. It's like I, I don't know, Powerpuff Girls or something. It's like. That's <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised we won't get like one of these episodes and it takes place like in an old hospital or something and there's just tons of walker doctors and nurses. That'd, that'd be pretty funny. Oh, man. Season's not over yeah, yet. Good. We got time. Yeah. We got time. Yeah. Um, we return to that hospital in season six. Yeah, there you go. Still happening. Go back to find it. Everybody hates Chris. Yeah. I want to know the the other thing I I really liked I I made a note of this early in the episode you know after obviously we get the cold open where they're surrounded we get the kind of the the blood and the on the on the grass and on the the dandelions and things like that but they come across the there's like a mother what is it a mother it, obviously it, it it's it's two parents and a child and and it's their it's yeah. their remains and they're just laying there. And Aaron's like, "Wow, I wonder what I wonder what happened to them." And Gabriel's like, "We'll never know." And mm-hmm. I, that really just hit me because it's like, how you know? I mean, there's times in life where you come across something and you're like, "Well, that's completely out of context," or I'm you know, I'm in a strange area. I'll never know kind of what you know what the context is of this, or you know, you see somebody getting pulled over, or you know, something going on, and you're just like, "Well, I'll never know what what that's all about." But but imagine like traveling in this world and seeing these things and, and coming across these situations and just never knowing like what the, like any context to it at all. So I don't know. There's something about Gabriel just like saying it out loud, just really kind of struck me as, as being, uh, as being interesting uh, just to kind of think about it for a for a minute. Yeah. I mean, think about, like I was going to say, think about, you see that every day, hundreds of times a day. Uh, you're obviously going to yeah. get inured to it. I mean, if you sat and tried to figure out the backstory of every single person they have seen that has been, you know, dead along the way, that's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They, that would solve it yeah. too. So. It's like war-torn countries. Like, war, you know, like they've, yeah. you know, their bodies or, or, you know, families are, are slaughtered and they just don't, won't ever know exactly 
what happened. Yeah. And you have to just, you, I mean, and soldiers have to come home and just be okay with yeah. that. And, yeah. and in this context, there's literally like, you know, at least in a, in a modern day society there, you know, technically there's some written record of it or there's something, you know, documented, whatever, but you know, with, with what they're going, you know, seeing there's, there's nothing, there's nothing written. There's nothing no. documented. There's nothing, there's mm-hmm. no evidence or anything. It's just, you're just coming across this random out of context thing and, and, and just mm-hmm. have to figure out on your own what, what's going on. Anyway, it, it to me, it just, it was just one of those things that just really struck me. What's interesting though, is because it struck me too, but I had a whole different take on it. And that was when, when the scene happened, I was like, man, that was odd. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. But, the way Gabriel said it was odd. When we get to the towards the end of the episode, I've now started to realize Gabriel has turned away from God. He has turned away from what he believed in. He is a completely different person now. Uh, we'll get there. But uh, what I'm saying is, let's, let's once get we there. got yeah. there, then I saw this this scene made a lot more sense to me. He just was like, it's hopeless. We'll get to the my dinner with Abraham uh, in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying for context of this scene. That right, right. I get what you're saying. It's a good take too. I'm just, yeah, yeah. So then we, the, the I thought the tree walker was a, a cool take. The one that was stuck to the tree yeah, and then pulled himself nice. off. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah that was just so gnarly. Um, there's a couple scenes like that in this episode that are just, they do a really good job of just, just. And again, I think it just kind of accentuates the fact that these two, you know, we'll get to it in a little bit. But but Aaron mentions they've been gone for two weeks, so I imagine they mm-hmm. they're just like sick of it at this point, and so two weeks, two two, two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> he told me two weeks. It's been three months. Um, <clears throat> the laughing, the laughing is that's actually what I thought of when the, when Gabriel started doing the laughing, by the way. Um, but anyway, the tree, I thought the tree walker was cool. Um, and then the alarm was, it was a cool touch too, to kind of give them a, a way to, to focus on something so they could just come up and, um, and attack them. It's, it's cool because you figure at this point, Gabriel and Aaron are kind of like a like almost like a well-oiled machine at this point. They've got their routine down. Like they've got their map. Mm-hmm. They know where they're going. They have their tools. They got they got gimmicks like with the kitchen timer. Like yeah. you said, they got. Yeah. Have we, we have we seen that the kitchen timer? I, okay, I'll put it this way. I've seen this somewhere. Has it been in this show or something else that I've seen that's like zombie related? Um, my I guess would be, be sure yes and yes. I think we've seen Morgan do it in one of the shows. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Listeners, chime in for me, please. You, you guys know this show a little bit more than I do. Some of you guys rewatch this more than I do lately. I know I've seen this tactic. Yes. I, I'm just trying to remember if I've seen it in the show specifically. Yeah, and I, can't, I, know, I can remember like I can't alarm pick clocks and stuff specifically, but not a kitchen timer specifically. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean that con- that concept in general, like a, gr- a, gr- right. a time yeah. grenade that's about yeah. sound, because yeah. that that is cool. I, I'm not denying that. I just I, I know I've seen that. I'm trying to remember if it was like here or I don't know, The Last of Us or where. Like where where have I seen this thing used before? <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta walk. Yeah, you gotta walk. Yep. Um, so then they come across a bunch of cars and they start searching them. Um, and Aaron's ready to move on. Like he's, he's ready to move on. And he's like, 
Yeah. Gabriel, he even asked Gabriel, what are you doing? He's like, no, we're going to search the cars. Um, so they go to search the cars. And the point of all this is they've been gone for two weeks and they haven't found anything. Like they've they've really come up empty um, because Alexandria, you know, the hilltop is gone. Alexandria is in shambles. Um, you know, all their crops and everything are all destroyed. So they're, they're kind of in dire straits as far as needing, you know, food and supplies to bring back to Alexandria so they could rebuild. So it, it just kind of shows that, um, that, that they're coming up empty on this, you know, they're, they're at the end of their journey. They're both exhausted, tired. Aaron especially is, is missing. His daughter wants to go home and is, is just done with, with all of this. And so it's like every, every, Every step further on this journey they take, he's you could tell, especially from Aaron. Like I think, you know, Chubb, to kind of your point, I think Gabriel's kind of checked out to some degree, in general. Um, but Aaron clearly is is ready to just be be back at home at least for a little while. Um, so they they come across a um, a building and. Um, Gabriel goes to the roof and uh, sees the remains of a, of a couple up there. Um, and that's when Gabriel comes around and, uh, um, and comes through the front. Uh, cause they can't get through. They can't get through. They start, th- there's some walkers in the front of the window. They, they kill one of them and then they go to try and pull him cause the, the place is boarded up and they each grab an arm and pull and they literally pull the skin right off the arm. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, and a neat way I, I, in filming in COVID to have the zombie actor wear gloves. Yeah, yeah. I I like the look of the when they pulled the skin off. I couldn't help but think it was just like this is just like a fat suit that yeah, the guy's wearing. Yeah. Like that's the kind of mm-hmm. like kept. Ru- I'm, I'm trying not to like be mean about it because like I really like this concept and it's like gross and fun, but it's like this, this is just the guy in a fat suit. It just kind of bugs yeah. me. <laughs> um, so there's. There's two more places on Maggie's map, and this is kind of where they get the whole banter of of them wanting to go home. And um, Gabriel just says, "Like, look, let's just one more place. Let's just we'll we'll search one more place, and and then we'll go." And then Aaron agrees to it. And this is kind of like the whole you know catch twenty two that like nothing's going right for them. Um, So Gabriel's looking at the map. He's walking. Um, It it's it's this huge uh, mud pit. And of course, underneath the water of the mud, there's a walker grabs Gabriel, pulls him down. He's completely covered in mud. Um, and then Aaron's able to, to kill, to kill him. He, he loses the map. And so Aaron's like, like, that's it. Like we're, we're, we're done. We're going home. We don't have a map. And Gabriel's trying to convince him that, no, they should, you know, they could go on. There's, you know, that we, you know, they could figure it out. And Aaron's like, you know, no. And he's, and then Gabriel's like, okay, I guess we can backtrack. And so once they get up and, and of course, Aaron helps him up and Gabriel bumps into him. So now Aaron's got like mud all over him. Um, the, the mud on Gabriel specifically is like really, I said it was so creamy. Like it just like, yeah, because Gabriel, you know, he's a black, he's a black man and he's dressed in black. So it just like, it's such a, the, you know, the, the, the contrast between the two is just between the mud and him is just very strange. It was him covered in mud Mm -hmm. like that. And then, and then, yeah, he gets someone, he gets someone errand. The walker in the mud, I thought was cool. uh, Was it? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Like, like these guys have been traveling for two weeks and they're, you know, I imagine beyond dirty. And he's like, Oh, you got mud on me. Like, get over yeah. it, dude. <laughs> but then it starts, but then it's funny. Cause then they start walking. And of course it starts 
pouring rain. It's like like just like going pouring rain. Cloud. Uh, yeah. One thing that we have learned in season 10C of The Walking Dead is that in all of this time, they have not figured out ways to protect maps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this used to be a recurring theme. I know. <laughs> last week, I got, got a laminate. You got to get at least get some scotch tape or something to put it across there. Like Maggie, Maggie was yeah, Maggie was with Georgie for that long. They had what all these this this book of things for technology. They didn't have a laminator. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I was, was going to say was maybe that's point. why the Commonwealth. Maybe that's why the Commonwealth is doing so well taking over. They have the last <laughs> have remaining the last working laminator. laminator. Yeah, that makes sense. the last <laughs> one. And so no one can do any other paperwork or anything because it all gets messed up. Except the Commonwealth because they have the final laminator, and the series finale will be the fight for, for the, the laminator. laminator. I'm good. I'm good with that. Laminators are all make make it happen. Yeah, it doesn't. It is a million good dollars, Jim. It could be they could find some Ziploc bags in a warehouse somewhere. Some saran. Are you already giving me notes? Oh my god! I I just came up with this. He's giving me notes. I just came up with this. (laughs) You, as a chef, should know how to keep things fresh. Yes. We're talking documents, (laughs) not Brussels sprouts. (laughs) <laughs> so they of course they as they're wandering back uh they they clearly can't find their own tracks and get lost they find a warehouse they decide to go in um and again it's i like and this is a consistent thing that we see across both shows actually all three shows now is whenever they go into something or about to go into something, they start banging on you know, bang on the doors, bang on the wall, bang on something to see kind of what stirs. So I always, I, it's a just a nice little touch that they've they they've all learned to you know make sure they root out um, you know anything that might be uh, in in the way. Um, so they they go in. Uh, Gabriel goes in. He finds they find a he finds a bunch of Bibles stacked up everywhere, just like tons of Bibles. Picks one up and it's got some notes and and stuff in it. Um, and then all of a sudden he hears he hears Aaron who's gone gone off on his own way, and he starts screaming. Um, and and Gabriel goes back, finds him, opens the door, and sees there's a wild boar dead at Aaron's feet. Um, and remember. Remember on the first week where I said there was a lot of predator in uh, the yes. score for that episode. Now we have like a Bill Duke tribute to yeah, yeah. the board. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the, the writers, the writers have predator on the mind is what I'm saying. Yes, guys. clearly. So. Um, but yeah, they find a, well, the passage in the Bible was kind of foreshadowing for later. Yes. Right? Uh, uh, yes. It was about Samuel to stop weeping over Saul and be on your way. Yeah. So we find out later how that ties in. Um, so yeah, so they find the boar at a feast. <laughs> no, go, go ahead. As I say, quite a feast that they'll be able to have now with that yes, boar meat. Quite a feast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because Gabriel boar. starts making fun of him over the scream. He's like, "Well, that was quite a scream." And Gabriel's like, "This thing is a dangerous animal coming at me." And, and Gabriel just starts <laughs> losing it. He just goes into this like maniacal laughter. Um, and you can tell Aaron's like. Like he kind of gets it. Like at first, he's kind of irritated that Gabriel's laughing at him like he is, but by the end, I think he he kind of gets it. And so there, things kind of start to soften up a little bit. They find the boar, they cook it. Gabriel's found um, some uh, old two thousand dollar bottle of whiskey. Um, Damn. 
and uh, apparently Aaron has found uh, the mother load of beanie babies uh, <laughs> um, to take back to to his daughter, and then one for um, one for Coco as well. And the rest for eBay. Yes, the rest for eBay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they said they would. They said they would get, hold their value. Who's laughing now? Yes. <laughs> it's too bad that in that universe, the zombie apocalypse happened before Funko pops. <laughs> yes, those things would be. Oh, oh my God! Well, they would. Uh, eBay will be the new NFT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, that's what caused the. That's what caused the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> the NFTs. <laughs> uh, that'll that'll be the that that'll be the <laughs> that'll be the reveal. When are we going to offer the listeners the chance to buy the Walking Dead TV podcast first? NFT? Yeah, first episode NFT. Got it. It's on. It's yeah. in the works. Somebody, uh, send me some Dogecoin. I'll send it exactly. right to you. Um. So yeah. So they they. Decide to eat the meal. And this is a cool scene, too, where Gabriel pours the whiskey and it's just a little bit. And Aaron's like, really? That's that's all we're like that. That that's it. And and Gabriel has goes through this whole bit of like kind of like give it a smell, you know, kind of savor it, you know, kind of experience the the whiskey. Um, and so so I, I thought it was kind of a good mo- a, a nice moment because it's like a time, you know, just like kind of take five kind of reflect on stuff you know whatever um no this is good this yeah. is great i mean the yeah, show this... could benefit heavily from having moments that are not plot driven or not like you know like well, what's going on rosita under bit like i just you know things that are just like let's just take time to breathe for a bit and that's another area where these episodes could succeed yet those past two ones have been they're still very much been plot driven yeah so this is a nice even last week with with Daryl, where I think there could have been more stuff done with the the love interest thing, it's just kind of all right. It's whatever. This yeah. just felt like good. Yeah. So like, all right, these two guys just get to talk for a yeah. while. Like, give me that. I'm into. I'm into that. <laughs> I think if we look back, even like a lot of our favorite episodes. I mean, ones that come to mind for me, like Nebraska or, or 18 Miles Out or whatever, going uh, way back in the series. It's always just a few of the characters having time to yeah. just interact with one another and like breathe and kind of let the characters play off each other and let these actors do their bit. And that's what I was saying at the beginning of the show or this episode. I think the acting here with just the two guys talking is great. And it's my favorite part of the yeah. episode. Um, I just, we, uh, Aaron is a hundred percent right. We need, it, 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 you need more of this to connect the viewers to the characters. So we, so the stakes are there, you know? Right. So they continue their meal. They eat the boar. They decide to play a little poker. I thought it was hilarious that they were playing with bottle caps as the as the currency. Shout out oh, to Fallout. Wow. Uh, that was pretty funny. And so then he asks, he tells uh, Aaron feels like he has a weak hand, and so to meet Gabriel's call, he would have to put the whiskey. <laughs> and Aaron looks at the whiskey and goes. Uh, I fold, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I, the, the funniest bit was when when he he drinks that bit of whiskey and then holds his cup out and 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 he he's like, yeah, come on, come on. And then Gabriel pours some and he's like, it's been a rough day, <laughs> like you know. Can exactly. he, and he pours a little more. I I, t- I just thought that was really uh, really. Uh, I I thought it was really well done. Just the, just that whole like, hey man, like. Just give me something to drink. Like I've 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 had yeah, a rough you night. You want to be a yeah. You want to be a booze now. Yeah, now. exactly. All of this. 
So they they finish their poker. They kind of you know pack it in for the night, and then Gabriel kind of retells the story of like when he first became a preacher and um and his mentor, and you know this funeral service that he had to speak at, and um, he went through that that whole story, um, and then yeah, and then they basically um, fall asleep. Um, well, he also makes that the thing about how he's saying, you know, evil people aren't the exception to the rule. They are the rule. And that kind of really speaks to his attitude before about, you know, oh, we'll never know. Right. You know, kind of right. the, like the cat. And I, want, I don't want to say callousness because that's too harsh of a word, but kind of being inured to that kind of thing and just seeing all of this, you know, thing around him. It really speaks to his characters like, you know, loss of hope and disillusionment. And then, um, you know, him talking about the ministry, like you said, uh, Russ, about his mentor and everything, about telling him, you know, how to deal with people one-on-one and everything. That really plays out into what happens yeah. next. So, And then Aaron even tells him at one point, you need to be a preacher again. Like, you need to... You need... Yeah, I quite wrote that down. I need to start yeah, you, again. you need to... <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to be very upset with you if you don't. Like, you need, you know... And he says, like, the happiest I was was when I was out finding people to bring them back to Alexandria. And I felt like I, you know, had a purpose and I was helping people. And he feels like Gabriel's kind of lost his, lost his purpose um, and lost what he's, you know, what he excels at. So again, just more, more. I, I have to. S- no, I'm sorry. sorry. I, 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 I have to say because of where we're going, I really like the arc of this episode because it's leading us down a path we think we're going yes. on and then completely turn. Yes. <laughs> like it's, that's, that's part of why this is the best hundred percent. So yes. <laughs> so Aaron gets up. He's got to go to the bathroom. Gabriel passes out. Wait, wait, wait. wait. He, he, he doesn't just get up. He wakes up because like his mace arm like thuds. Oh the yeah. Ground. It's really yes. loud. So he wakes himself <laughs> yes. up because of it, which I thought was really. Yeah. <laughs> So then they they show him Gabriel wakes up again, um, and he he finds a man standing uh, on the other side of the room, and um, it's obviously Robert Patrick. And um, you say not just a man, not just a man. Yeah, he's more than a man. The LMG. <clears throat> um, and he he you know he asks him about um, his boar. And his place. So obviously, this is this is his his warehouse, and that boar was. Did you think that boar locked itself yeah, up? Yeah, <laughs> I that was yeah. Good. <laughs> um, and then he opens up his bag, and he's got Aaron's arm in there. So obviously, there's, you know, something something's going on there. Um, and then he sits Gabriel down. He's got he's got a, a, a automatic weapon, and um, and he's like, well. You know, what do you think? Do you think do you think this is even loaded? And Gabriel's like, I don't know. Bullets are kind of hard to come by these days. And he fires the thing off into the room that's off to the side. And then he asks him, he's like, well, do you think your your buddy's still a lot, you know, made it? You know, because he's I got him in there and um, he gets up. He goes over there, pulls Aaron out. He's who's on a wheelchair, not a wheelchair, a wheeled chair, um, a, a rolling chair. chair. Thank you. Um, <laughs> tied up, gagged, um, and pulls him over. And um, he pulls out a pistol, empties out all the bullets, except for puts one back in, spins the the cylinder, and then puts the puts the 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 gun down. And um, 
you know. It's this twisted version of Red yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's basically yeah. Instead of it's, instead of forcing them to shoot themselves, he gives them the choice of either shooting or shoot, themselves or shooting the person opposite yeah. them. Which and repeating that until one of them yeah. is dead. <laughs> and again, somebody's seen the deer hunt. Yes, deer. exactly. Um, and he even says something about you know oh you know I was with my brother and his family and we're helping each other and then my brother turned on me so he's. The whole the whole bit with this is Robert Patrick's character has a very negative view on humanity and just thinks that everybody's mm-hmm. evil and I'm going to prove it. And the way I'm going to prove it is one of you is going to shoot the other because that's human nature. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to prove prove my point. Um, and then I guess he figures if they don't, then, you know, maybe he has actually found people that that care about uh, about each other and can and can be trusted. So. Uh, uh, that's not you don't think so? Plan. Like he he assumes this is going. He, no, he assumes this is going to end. This sure, story. he's going. He sure. is going. To, that's why he keeps doing it. it. He's going to keep. He's going to keep doing this until one of them chooses the other. Uh, there is there's there's no until you know beyond what you know what Gabriel does to you know say otherwise or whatnot. He is there to make this thing happen. Um, and make it happen the way he wants it to happen. He's he's sitting there giggling, like, giggling like uh, Heath Ledger and the Joker with the bombs on the on the ferry. Yeah, like he's he's thinking, yep, they're definitely going to do this thing. That's the only way this is going to go. So of course, Gabriel takes the gun, pulls the trigger, nothing happens. And Aaron takes it, pulls the trigger, nothing happens. Then he gives a. Uh, they're doing. I mean, they're doing this under. Direct. Well, sure. Like, let's right. emphasize yeah, that. Yeah, it's yes. Like they're just doing no. What, what, <laughs> while the whole thing is happening, there clearly, there's clearly a lot of, a lot of tension, a lot of stress on their face. My brother, my brother, my brother Russell has a very calming and soothing voice. This is not a calming and soothing <laughs> no. situation. He is <laughs> not in so. the least. <laughs> I think that's what we're trying to emphasize yes. here. Yeah. No, 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 none taken. None taken. And, and, and they're also going against his will because they're cho- they're choosing themselves to shoot as opposed to you know it's not you know one's not pointing right. the other they're shoot they're emptying the the chamber at themselves which is I mean do I think Aaron or Gabriel is going to die in this episode not necessarily especially not in a bonus episode situation like the bonus situation um, like this R I P Yaphet Um but I, I'm still tense. Like, yes, still tense. Feel yes. Tense. They play it well. Yeah, like, they still feel it. it. They do. And I, yeah. I also, Robert Patrick is great in this episode. Yes. Like, mm. I, I, yeah. I think it takes I some skill to like balance. I, I think it takes some skill to balance like the hamminess of this kind of character, but also as well as like the character actor. Like, yeah, you're an unhinged guy in an apocalypse. Like, why wouldn't you be this? this big and he has to so he plays a big and it works yeah it's a really effectively big performance and i would say the unsub stuff with the criminal minds they do a similar beat you know especially with guest stars like this and making them mm-hmm. really you know over the top insane yeah they it- daryl 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 yeah not, not every show is about criminal minds <laughs> i love you i love you man but not every show is just about criminal saying minds. Just okay saying. i'm sorry right, that's cool but what if they could be? <laughs> no, it's all connected. No, <laughs> those are two different pluses. That's AMC Plus and Paramount yes. Plus. Two different yes. pluses. Uh, Can't yeah, happen. Well, okay. I mean, to, yeah. to, to your guys' point, the editing was very well done to build that tension. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I not yeah. not cutting away. You know, the the editing wasn't too quick to where you don't like 
feel that tension and it wasn't too long where you feel like, okay, this is just like really dragging too far. It was really good about flipping back and forth between the three characters to really build that tension um, as to what was going to happen um, and, and right. when it was going to happen. And so, yeah, so th- this goes back and forth. And then the the last time Aaron cocks the gun back, Robert Patrick's character makes a point of saying, oh, do you hear that? Like it. It makes a different sound when the bullet is is chambered, and so at that point everybody knows like okay that this is the real deal like that bullet is Here it comes. is in there, yeah. and Aaron, and it's Aaron's turn and he knows, and there's there's times where this is where I think it was well done because there's times where you're looking at Aaron and you're like is is he maybe gonna turn and point that gun at Gabriel like I don't think that he's gonna do it but they do a good job of putting that doubt in your mind of is mm-hmm. he going to 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 do it is he going to make that move or is he going to you know something you know something going to happen at that point and you would play it i mean think about it you're a father right you would you can't say as good as you are it's not going to come across your mind like yeah for a second to make that choice so they did a really good job like i said especially in that exchange of building it up and right as as aaron's about to pull the trigger then robert robert patrick's character he stops him he tells him no don't don't do it um and that and that is his and to your point now, I I, I came at you hard as far as his what Maze's um, objective is in this. That and I think that because he yes, like his goal was to make this thing happen, but it's because that they didn't do it his way. That's mm-hmm. what set him off, along with Gabriel, obviously doing his you know his magic with the with his words, yeah. his his words. Yeah, the whole time. But it's because they continue. No, go ahead. It's seeing it's seeing the character get to that. Sorry, it's it's seeing the character get to that exact edge where he knows the bullet is in there mm-hmm. now. He know yeah. he because he, he's in regardless of the you know the randomness of the bullet, he's still in control of that situation. Yes. He knows what's happening. Yeah, and so he we're watching betrayal. him betrayal. Exactly, and so we're, now we see him exactly on the edge. The bullet mm-hmm. is there, and that's he's still he pointing off, at himself. Right. And this is still good. that. Yeah, that's 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 the enlightenment. Yeah, that's where he it clicks with him. This man is trying to tell us. This man is trying to tell me what I should be thinking, and the combination of those things. Like it. That's why like, I really think Robert Patrick's. Great. Yes, it's like it's like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. And, the, and like you're saying the editing. Like it's just a really well conceived mm-hmm. scene. And that's another thing I read about this this episode. They shot it. They shot it in like in long takes. Like they did this all in oh, wow. one. Like multiple times, so, it's, so like, and that I feel like that shows. Yeah, I feel like it, it feels like mm-hmm. a an, oh, yeah. an acting exercise. Like they're really like all going at it because that tension's constantly there. It's very raw. So it, I just I really like this stuff yeah. a lot. I think it's really effective. Yeah, and it, it, one of the things I didn't mention was throughout the whole thing, Gabriel is trying to convince Maze, Robert Patrick's character, that th- mm-hmm. th- that's not who they are. Like they are not the the people that are evil in this world and looking to just hurt people and turn on you and turn on your family you know that that you know him and Aaron are family and they have a family back at Alexandria and they look out for each other and they bring people in and that's that's what they're about and so all of the while that they're making this the selfish choice to point the gun at themselves the Gabriel and and Aaron are are both more so Gabriel are trying to convince him that Look, this is we're not like people you're used to, or we're not like your brother, or we're not like his family, we're not anything like that. Remember when Aaron used to do this by himself? Like, yeah. As in when we first yeah. met him and yeah. and Rick also tort and Rick also tortured yeah. him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was during a storm too, right? It was like a hurricane or whatever was happening, and then like Aaron randomly shows yeah. up. 
He's like, guys, <laughs> have I got have a I place for you? you? And they're like, we do not believe you, and we're going to beat your ass until you tell us. Well, guess who's alive now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. So, of course, you know, Maze, he goes, he goes, my name is Maze, and, you know, he starts to talk to Aaron. And then out of nowhere, bam, he gets brained in the head with Aaron's with Aaron's spiky yeah. arm and down he goes yeah. and batting for the Alexandria yeah. Dodgers and that legit that legit took me by surprise like I was like what the hell oh, just yeah. happened it did um and Aaron like looking at Gabriel like what the f- like what did you do and and Gabriel looks at him and's like well we obviously couldn't take him with us he killed his whole family like like what what's the and matter he had with a you? matter of fact voice like he's crazy. Yeah. Like I, I had to do it. He's crazy. Right now, this is where I think that arc from him and Negan in the shed during the Savior's War has completed his journey to where he is now. I think that's where it started, and now we have doesn't have a field of F's to give Gabriel. I, I mean, I, I don't deny that as far as. You know, I think he thinks he's God. Like, I think I think that's where he's at right now. I, mm-hmm. I think he's at a point where, because I still think he's devout. I still I think he too. has, like, a level of faith yeah. in a yeah. system. Yeah. But, I, but I do think he's at a point where he can act as God's hand. Like, right. that's the, like, he, he, can, he can, you know, adjudicate, like, what kind of decisions need to be made as far as who lives and who dies in this world that they're in currently, because that's that's where his faith is taking him at this point. Right, it's corrupt. Obviously, it's not you know good like morally. Like I, but in terms of from his point of view, he he very much it's, he, from looking at this, it seems like he will do everything that it takes to be kind of like the greater good ultimate choice, and he's the one that's allowed to do that. I, I feel like he's absolutely in that realm. I mean, right? he came from a point where he didn't make choices. And people died, mm-hmm. right? He was too much of right. a coward to yes, make choices, yes. right? And so, he, and then he meets a group that pretty much <laughs> all pretty much decide to, you know, do things that, you know, they make their own choice. Especially when Rick was part of the, was leading the group, they all made choices for people, whether they liked it or not, right? So now he's at the point where he's like, what does he learn? What did he learn from? Right, that's what you do. You do. You break the rules sometimes. You break your own rules sometimes to it, make it happen. It's funny, like you know, from the outset, we were not super warm on Gabriel. Uh, oh, I think it was right. a mix of Gilliam trying to get into this role based off the writing they're giving him, and you know, the characters just wasn't that likable to begin with. Like he was, yeah. and there's there's a little bit too much wishy washiness in it. Mm-hmm. Now, like if we were to chart this path. I think he's one of the most compelling characters of this series, just given where things have taken him yep. throughout the past, what, six seasons he's been on this show? Like he, And he's survived longer than the comics at this point, so it's mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Say, story arc in the comics. Well, I was going to mm-hmm. say, he's, he's, he's like one of the few characters on the show who has had an actual progression in their story yeah. arc, as far yeah. as being, being person A and now being person B, right? And you know, going back to what uh, Aaron was saying, um, you know, because he is the determinator, or I'm a determinator. I am determinator. No, he is the determiner of of who is evil and who is not. 
basically he is his own personal authority, and that goes, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, he think, you know, the shorthand is he because he is the one who is the arbiter of that. He is the moral authority, therefore, God, you know, kind of God, you know. Yeah, and but it, I, I want to just say gives... about the scene real quick, though. If I can, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. real quick about yeah, the no, scene. Ross Mar- Ross Marquand, the way he reacts, yes, in the scene. Mm-hmm. First, he's like, "Holy shit." He talked about him having us kill each other. To holy shit, I'm wearing this guy's brains on my shirt, you know. And they're like totally different reactions, but like both so genuine and great. I thought it was a really good, well acted moment. Really, really good. I, I think that comes from filming it in long takes like that, where like you get this this emotional place where yeah, if it culminates in him beating him over the head with something, then yeah, you're gonna have a a good reaction like that one. Right. But, uh, it just it just really comes together, and yeah, that shock is real. His matter of fact, the yeah, I he killed his brother's family. We don't need this guy. Like, and then you have to wonder, well, is he right though? Like, is it was it the right decision for him to make? And it's hard for me to lean either way. Like in this very heightened world, it's like, guy. Well, we kind of find out soon that it was right. I mean, we'll get there, yeah. but like at that point, I'm thinking like, well. Would he just naturally come around right away because he just gave up on this one thing he did, or like, no, is he still an unhinged crazy man because of the other things yeah. that he did? Like, it's it's good stuff. Yeah. No, this this made me think a lot. Whereas I haven't I haven't really I haven't really left an episode of The Walking Dead in a long time, like thinking about it and thinking about the choices uh-huh. that the characters have made and the writers made in 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 the journey that they put the characters on, and this one like left me thinking like like you said was that the right thing to do did they you know w- w- like how does that fit with their character like what does this mean going forward like it 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 just left me with a lot of questions and a lot of thinking which this show normally doesn't do so to me that that's no that, that's that made me think about it. how many you go through a time like this how many you know even in a civilized supposed world how many people have cracked and done terrible things right you don't have a place to store them. You know, there's no jail. Yeah, really uh, for you or rehabilitation. Well, I mean, they had, they had one jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that one jail. See how well <laughs> that works. I mean, Negan's is pretty cool now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you. Took a long <laughs> like, time. I, I like the character long. now. <laughs> I'd say right now, Alexandria has a zero percent recidivism rate. So, hey, five <laughs> percent. I mean, you the community to... service charts would be off the charts. Yeah. But imagine taking this crazy guy all the way back. You know, you, you, it's just not a feasible thing. And and how quickly this dude could turn right yeah, back again. Yeah. yeah. Just these things you have to worry about. You know, especially when you had a, you just came out of a, you know, situation. Uh, you know, every, every five minutes they come out of a situation, actually, when you think yeah. about it. With another. Hey, meet our new friend Maze. He killed his family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 He's exactly. he's gonna take that house over there on the left, um, yeah, right next to yeah. you. And goes the neighborhood. Yeah. This is Maze. He murdered his family. How yes. are you? <laughs> but he's better now. Um, yeah. So this is Neek, and he killed the guy with a bat. Yeah. One of the things that Aaron tells Gabriel is like, "Hey, he was he was spying on us last night. Like he was watching us. So where was where was he? And so they start poking around, and then they find there's a, a like a. I don't know if you call it trap door, like attic access or something like that. They find, they walk up the stairs. Um, they find the remains of, of two people. Um, obviously the, a woman and a child and they find this, 
long-haired, bearded man who looks exactly like Robert Patrick, uh, yeah. handcuffed to uh, to a pole, and he's obviously not stable and freaked out, Mm-mm. and uh, they. You know, Gabriel tries to approach him. Is like, look, like, like we're not here to hurt you. We're not here to, you know, we're, we're you know, we want to, we want to, you know, we'll let you go. And so G- Gabriel gets close. The guy grabs his gun, points it at Gabriel. Aaron grabbed the machine gun from 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 the from Dead Maze. It points it back at him. So there's this bit of a standoff. Um, and Maze's twin brother ends up shooting himself. Um, and that's how that ends. And of course, as they, so, no. his name is Hayes. Or Rays, <laughs> Rays, yeah. or you don't Hayes. have to call him Rays. Yeah. Um, were we to, are we led to believe now that the different tableaus they found on the way here were also Maze playing Russian roulette with those other couples and stuff? I, I don't. I'm think assuming that, that was what we're doing. because they found like shell casings and stuff. Maybe well, there were skull holes. One of them had a bullet hole in the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe a little closer, like on the roof or whatever. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, this is comically bad. I'm sorry. Like I was as enthusiastic as I am about the stuff before this. When they found this man with his, I mean, I get like he's you know he's locked up, so he can't shave, so he has a beard now. That beard is so comically big. Yes, no, it definitely. And the fact that he's and the fact that he's a twin, like that kills me. Too. It's like okay, like what show did I just enter? You know? like, I get that, so but the fact that we got more Robert Patrick, I'm not. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is really required. His, his efforts were really made due here. Well, well actually, yeah. it's probably just to keep another actor from getting into the coke. Yeah, it's a, yeah, one less actor yeah. in the yeah, bubble. I, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, but really, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it didn't kill my enthusiasm for this episode, but it was just so jarringly funny to me where it's like, my God, the bearded version. <laughs> it's like I'll so, it's so hope, Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> I'm hoping they're triplets and we end up seeing a third <laughs> Robert Patrick. The third one? Somewhere who, who's sane or sane-ish. And we that have... should have been the tag. For, that should have been like There's three of them in the picture. Man comes, the bushes. <laughs> Man comes out of the bushes and he's like, oh, I'm free. <laughs> he runs off. No, just, just have three of them in the picture <laughs> instead of two of them in the picture. And that'd be fun yeah. too. Yeah, hint, hint at it, hint at it to get it to get it get us ready for it. Later yeah. on. but oh boy, like <laughs> it's like okay, they locked up his brother. That's oh, it's hit. Oh, look at that beard. Just all of the the progression of those things just killed me. Yes, <laughs> I just was, I was just laughing a lot at that point. And they're like, of course he's gonna shoot himself. What are we gonna do with this? <laughs> Walk around with his beard for the rest of the episode? I don't think so. Well, and presuming that that's where. Maze was when he was spying on them. I'm assuming that the brother could see what they just did to his brother, or what Gabriel did. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Or at least he at least he at least heard him. So I mean, he he knows well, something happens. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying is is they're saying well, we'll help you. We'll let you. We'll tri- yeah. Why why should he trust him? He just heard him say the same things to his brother. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's also been presumably locked up for years next to his well, yeah, dead family. Fun. So I mean, it takes a toll on you as well. I had to mention. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying he had zero reason to trust Gabriel. Sure, Agreed. Sure. Yeah. 
So, so they take care of that. They leave. Uh, they as they they leave this area, they see there's a water tower in the distance. And Gabriel says, "Hey, that's the water tower. That was the last place on Maggie's map." And he's like, "So, what do you think? Like, do we should we check it out?" And Aaron kind of looks at him and says, "You know, one more." And and uh, so off they go to see if they could get some supplies from from this water tower. This is this is how the Walking Dead Animaniacs cross over. Yes. Rubikins. I'd be down for that. <laughs> and the Walker sister dot. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun, the zombies walk around the movie lot. <laughs> we shoot them in the head whenever we get caught. <laughs> <laughs> they break loose and then vamoose, and now you know the plot. Hey, somebody get somebody get them on the phone. Get the money man on the phone. Have you Let's guys get Spielberg on the, the phone. Have you watched the reboot? Mm. Sure have. My kids and I watched it. They loved it's it, too. Fantastic. It was great. I just read Rob Paulson's book. It's pretty good. Is it just him naming countries? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it talks about his beginnings, but then his journey through the throat cancer he just recently went through. Yeah, his podcast was, is pretty, oh, pretty badass, too. I, I, I was not aware he had throat yeah. cancer. I'm glad he got through yeah. it, apparently. I was not aware till he was promoting his book on fandom, I believe. And I was like, oh, I'll check that out. Yeah, since we're going down this hole, he had a great bit on his podcast where he'd have cartoon voice actors do famous scenes from other movies, yep. uh, which is pretty they, great. Uh, the, uh, back when um, Hardwick was doing Nerdist, um, he, had, he had Paulson and Maurice LaMarche on. Um, that was an awesome episode of of Nerdist. Yeah. Like listening to those two yeah, guys, um, it was it was really really funny. Um, so yeah, if you could find that archive somewhere, and or yeah, because they were doing all kinds of crazy voices and everything. Like, it was it was really really good. Um, all right, so that so uh, walk, Walking Dead, dead. one more. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, let us do our Buster ratings. Uh, Jim, why don't you go first? Oh, thanks. I give it a four. It was a solid episode. I liked the acting. I liked the fact we get to, like uh, Aaron. Aaron put it really well. Good to see the characters breathe a little bit rather than constantly moving from plot point to plot point. It's a good episode. Solid. Um, not you know not perfect, but you know crepe paper beard at the end. Notwithstanding, I give it a four. <laughs> Daryl. Uh yeah. This is a much better episode, I think, uh, than than last week's episode, especially. Yeah, I I enjoyed uh watching Aaron and and Gabriel uh gel as as uh together because we haven't seen them really work together, I don't think, too much uh previously. So it was cool to see it. Uh I still can't get over Aaron's face after uh, every time Gabriel kills somebody. <laughs> right. The screen he just walks off, but he just has a look on his face that is just priceless of like I'm. I don't know if I'm with the crazy man or not. Like I. I don't know what just happened here, uh, kind of thing. And I'm. I'm more interested in seeing what happens with Gabriel in the next season now, especially because of this episode. So um, I have to give this a, a, a four out of five for me. Excellent, Aaron. 
Yeah, I'm on a four. I mean, it, it's a it's a good episode. It's strong stuff for the characters. You get a great Robert Patrick guest star appearance. One of them, anyway. Uh, the the um, tension the required is great. Yeah, yeah, he's there too. Uh, the the um, <laughs> you know, it's it's like those twins in T uh, two, and when when he appears at the coffee machine, you know, the one uh, reads the poker cards, and he's like, "Hey, I got a full house." And then the other one stabs him in the face. I mean, one's good, one's bad. That's that's all you're saying. Um, the uh, <laughs> but. Um, no, the the episode's solid. Like it, it, it's got some stylish touches, which we talked about. It's got the the tension and the scenes that I think really works effectively, and just opens me up to like really hoping to see some cool stuff from Gabriel if we're gonna like let him play this hand. I, I feel like it's. I mean, I feel like we say this a lot. It seems like Gabriel's always like about to die at some point. So it's like I don't know if like this puts him further on the path of well, some kind of justice has to be done eventually because this man is he's he's got a thing going for him that I don't think is going to carry him very far. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, for now, four busters, good episode. Richard, yeah, um, definitely the best one of season ten C so far. Um, these are two characters that I've really enjoyed their story arcs the most through the recent seasons. Um, uh, Gabriel, like we mentioned earlier, is a much, much more interesting character than his character version in the comics. And uh, I'm very interested to see where this goes. Uh, and, and, and just to see how Aaron processes what happened once they get back and he really has time to reflect on it. Cause there's a lot to think about. There. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> Um, but, and definitely, I mean, I really, I thought it was shot well. Um, I thought there were some things that I get the choices, but, uh, but, um, having Robert Patrick always, always great. Um, I thought it was awesome. The the narrative of the story, as far as, you know, they end up trapped in the warehouse alone with the unsub and then the unsub, you know, has them tied up and back in. And then there's the secret room. You know, I'm just saying, yeah, this Joe Mantegna was not in this episode. In the absence of Criminal Minds new episodes, I'll take this. Four busters. Excellent. I will also give it four. Uh, again, I I really like this episode. It's definitely the best of, as we've, we've all mentioned, the best of this little batch of episodes. Uh, the character stuff is is top notch, um, and much less things to kind of roll my eyes or groan about or be confused about than um, than in the episodes we've seen so far. So hopefully this is a trend um, that things are going to go for the for the for the last uh, few that we have here. Um, but we'll see. So that's what we thought. Um, what about the Facebook group, Mister Jim Dietz? What did they have to say? Well, we had a few comments this week, uh, kind of lacking a little bit, but we'd really appreciate your input over at the Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group. Uh, not only uh, can you give us your Buster ratings for each of these episodes as they're coming out, you can also see links to uh, the Commonwealth teaser we mentioned earlier with the delicious cake, and uh, Aaron Newworth's own uh, uh, reviews at WeLiveEntertainment.com of each episode as it comes out. Links from the Facebook group there, so check that out. We start off with Mike Jones this week, two brothers out of five. This felt like the webisodes they used to do. Uh, Robert Patrick was awesome in both of his roles tonight. I'd give him a five out of five on his own. Unfortunately, there was nothing else I really enjoyed. There was no suspense for me with the Russian roulette, as I knew neither would die. 
Gabriel Killing Maze was a surprise, but it just wasn't enough to save it for me. I gave up how long ago that Gabriel would die and he survives once again. I know they were probably very limited with what they could do during COVID, but I don't know if this episode would have been any better. Okay. Uh, right, Darren, Apple. <laughs> uh, Darren Apple wrote in, four whiskey drinking at a funerals out of five. Gabriel's speech about his mentor was such a wonderful insight into Gabriel's relationship to his lost faith. Uh, Robert Patrick managed to walk that fine line between the intense and out of his gourd. I almost thought his twin was going to join the cast. Can you imagine him with Negan? A satisfying barbecue of an episode. And Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington wrote in, 3.5, the kitchen timer at the start sounds like my alarm, and the dead rising looked to me like getting up in the morning out of five. Uh, the first part of the episode was really slow and felt like it was dragging along. Then Robert Patrick appeared. I thought, brilliant. Then Robert Patrick got killed. And I thought, no. Then Robert Patrick appeared. It was like Terminator 2 all over again and promptly died again. I thought, no. Gutted he wasn't going to be a recurring character throughout the last season. <laughs> and that's the extent of the comments this week. Please, uh... If you're listening, uh, we'd like to hear what you think of these uh, pocket epi- pocket season episodes as well. Since we're getting some extra bonus new episodes on some of our favorite characters. So please, by all means, come to the uh, Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group and uh, drop, drop us your, uh, your opinion right there on the page. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, you can find us all across the Internet. Mr. Taylor, where can folks find you? Uh, and you can find me uh, on the Twitters at the Voice One Two Three, uh, or those other places, the Facebooks and stuff. Um, you can find uh, we got Gotham by Geeks dropping, uh, which is of course the Batman oriented podcast. So you can hear me and Russ, along with uh, Gotham, uh, with Hassan and Chris, talking about the uh, the new releases of the uh, Bat books uh, since the. Uh, finishing up a future state and all that. And uh, you can also hear all the TV and movie stuff from me and Jim and, and Donnie on Nothing's On. So just be prepared for that. <laughs> Excellent. Mr. Newerth? You ain't ready. Uh, you can find me uh, <laughs> a lot of places. You can find me on my podcast. I host with my friend Abe. It is called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. That's on iTunes and everywhere else you can find us. We talk about weekly movie releases and more. You can also find my written reviews for Walking Dead, as Jim explained, as well as my movie reviews over at leadofentertainment.com. And I'm on YSLU.com for Blu-ray reviews and occasionally some variety stuff. I got something in the works. And um, I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Mr. Chubtoon. You can find me at anywhere that your local cakes are made and sold. No. Um, on the socials at Chubtoon Zero. And hopefully a new upcoming episode of DC TV podcast on the Twitter. Hey, somebody powered up. Cool. You saw that, right? <laughs> Russ, how about you? Where can people do the things with you? Um, right here, hhwlod.com. And then, as Mr. Taylor mentioned, over on Gotham by Geeks, uh, where we talk about Batman pretty regularly. You can catch me there and here. Um, and if you want to send an email, if you're not on the Facebooks, you can send an email to WDTV at HHWLOD.com, and we will read your email on the air if you don't want to leave. Nobody wants to know where 
I am on the internet. Oh, Mr. Dietz. How could I forget? <laughs> oh. No one wants the Charlie in the box. Um, not only can I uh, be heard on the Taylor Network podcast that nothing's on, as Daryl mentioned, but last night we just recorded a brand spanking new episode of the Players Club, our video game podcast, uh, with uh, Jason Hendricks and Gil Cologne. Uh, we got in deep on the uh, the uh, Bethesda Microsoft uh, business going on, all the new stuff announced for PlayStation 5 in their last state of play. Uh, we touched on the big Roblox uh, public offering for skadillions of dollars. A lot of good video game talk uh, on the Players Club. That's also available at TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Oh. Not hit me up when like Ratchet and Clank comes out, because I have yet <laughs> to do this show, and I want to. I don't, I'd be happy to time. I just don't play anything right now. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, uh, and we will be back with next week's episode um, of the Walking Dead TV podcast. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth... It's always the twin. It's always the twin. Which one was the evil twin? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're both the evil twin. What? Oh, double twist. Dun, dun, dun.